What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joe Zakreski, joined by Red River RedRiverHorror.com founder, Ed Cayazzo. Hi, Ed. How are you? Joe, doing well. How are you? You know, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I'm a little confused, and I'll tell you why in just a moment, because the one thing that doesn't confuse me is how I can get 10% off by going to KeystoneRetro.com and entering code word, or is it coupon code? Code word. Yeah. Code red, word. Code. Red River for 10% my, off my order at KeystoneRetro.com. Whoa, at KeystoneRetro.com, I can get 10% off by putting Red River? That's correct, my friend. At checkout, and I bet they have a bunch of dolls. He's got, yeah, all sorts of fun stuff, especially Whoa. if you're into like the WWE memorabilia or other wrestling. He's got some good, some goodies on there. So I know, code. I know if you follow it now, definitely check it out on Instagram because it's about to start growing sometime later this year so definitely worth checking out and say that you were in on the ground floor when it all began yeah man and talking about things that when they all began is i can hardly remember where this series began and that's the confusing combombling conjumbling conjuring oh okay so i you know that's what i was like oh you know we got the new one coming out at first i was like oh let's do a deep a deep dig and do like a, a docu-series on the actual case and then it's like uh, to those who don't know, I'm currently, I'm only, what, a couple weeks into law school. I'm doing case studies already, and um, I don't have time to add another one. I was going to say, if you think about, if it just, if you listen to the Red River Horror podcast, you know, Joe just got married. I just had a kid. Joe just started law school. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I produce a morning show, so I'm up at 3 a.m. every day. And I'm trying to buy a house. So. And you're trying. Trying to buy a house on top of all of it. In this market. Yep. Because, you know, that's just the way it goes. But hey. Just, do, hey, hey, just be careful what houses you buy because you're going to come to find in this episode that there are some you want to steer clear from. That's right. That's right. So it's like the, um, the whole, the whole conjuring as itself, you know, it's great that if you, you know, if you're out there and you want to catch up on it before seeing, uh, the conjuring three. Yep. The Devil Made Me Do It. Yep, that's Conjuring Part 3. Yeah, Conjuring Part 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. And then if you want to catch the entire series and its expanded universe, all of that's on HBO Max right now, which is fantastic. Um, and then if even, so is the Saw, Saw franchise, if you were trying to catch up on that. I, so. I caught up to Saw 5 after we talked about it. Yeah, I, I so finally got to uh, Saw 5 there. Max Max with some good collections right now. And then, so here's, here's the thing. So, um... I was like, at first I was like kind of excited because Conjuring 3 looks, looks really good. Yeah. Um, the second, you know, when we talk about just this being the third of the original trilogy, I remember liking the first one a lot. I haven't watched it in a long time. And then the second one I remember liking, but the story was a little, eh, just all the special effects and the loud bangs. Like it was, it's a great movie theater movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the Conjurings have been, I mean, I think they... They are good enough quality, even the, uh, I guess the expanded universe is good enough quality, well-made enough that you should see them in the theater. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, uh, did you get out to the theater yet for A Quiet Place Part 2? I didn't. Well, hang tight. It'll be there for a little bit, and then apparently there's going to be a third, so. (laughs) Well, they they killed it at the box office, and not just because it was the only thing. Like, I I don't think anyone was expecting it to do as well as it did. I think I'm in the definitely in the minority on how i you know whatever but that's fine you sure know. i i tend to do that a lot with things so mm. not really worried about but i think in in the conjuring realm i think i think we're on par with everybody but here's here's the thing it starts off 
let me, can I just, do you remember the first one? I do. So if I'm just going to start describing what I can remember, let me know if I'm in the right zone or if I'm thinking of a haunting in Connecticut instead. Oh, haunting in Connecticut. I remember. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is, um, is that the one the family buys? They buy a new house? They do. And they're moving in, and in the one kid's room, that's where they have the doll, Annabelle. Uh, no. So Annabelle's not in that first one? She's, it's part of the Warrens, like you see, you know, don't touch this doll in, like you see Annabelle, but she's not a part of the story. She's a part of Ed and Lorraine's story, but she's not at you all a part. You see Annabelle at the very end of the movie where they're putting away and they have that room of... Like artifacts. Of artifacts. Yep. That's it. Okay. Now it's all starting to come back to me. So that one is, uh, man, so what's the, that's just the, the standard haunting in there. Cause like, I'm trying not to mix it up with insidious. Yeah. So the conjuring, if you're going to catch up, we won't spoil too, too much, but just to, to give some detail, well, maybe we will, I'm not sure, but to give some detail to the conjuring, they move into the house and there's some creepy moments in that there's an entity that is creeping out the girls. Uh, the one girl uh, in particular, I can't remember the character's name. Right. But ultimately, it ends up possessing the mom. It's attached to the mom. Right. There it is. And that's not the nun. Or that's it is, not the that's nun. That's not the nun either. No, the nun you see for the first time in The Conjuring 2. And you don't know why right. it's so... Uh, and that's how that begins to tie together. Yeah, so the expanded universe is pretty much made up of all the elements of the Conjuring movies. Okay. So the first one is the house is pretty much haunted and, you know, haunts the mom, possesses the mom. Right. Uh, second one is the one in England. Right. So the first one's more of an exorcism mm-hmm. type one. That's it. Okay, the, now it's coming back to me. Yeah. And then the second one is in England. Where did I go over there? Another possession all right, so it's yeah, so it's an, another possession, but this one, uh, everything stops, and there's a nice little, softly sung montage of uh, Ed, uh, Ed singing. Uh, what's the uh, <laughs> the Elvis song? Elvis song. Can't help falling in love. Yeah, I know. He thought that was goofy, right? It's just very out of place because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's Christmas time. I believe. So it's like, why not like a Christmas song or something? I feel like it's Christmas time or it's just cold and Englandy. Eh, I can't remember. Eh, whatever. I thought it was Christmas, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So that one's another demonic possession. Mm-hmm. And then, so we, ha- and that's where we get our first glimpse of the nun. In the second one, yeah. So the first, the glimpse of Annabelle and the glimpse of the nun set up for two spinoffs, mm-hmm. which have each had multiple movies. They have. So, uh, the Nun has only had one, and I'll get into that because we're going to go through the chronology of how you should watch them based on the years. And that's exactly where I was going with that. So oh. I was like, you know, so we had these, um, like, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. And I'm like, man, because like, man, this is, it's definitely a series that I wouldn't mind revisiting because I, my memory is liking and, and clearly I am not as sharp with it. So, break, yeah. it, break it down for me if I'm going to be re- re-watching. Okay, yeah, okay. no, I wanted to put this together so we could all follow along because I needed a quick refresher. Mm. So I went to Collider, an article from Vinny Mancuso. Here's how to watch the Conjuring movies in order. 
chronologically and by release date. You ready? Ready. So now that the the first Conjuring came out in 2013, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is if I've never seen any of the Conjuring films, I want to watch them in order of when they take place in that world. Yes. So you start with The Nun, which sees a priest and a novitiate. Hmm. Tangoing with the horrific Valak, the Defiler, and that takes audiences all the way back to nine, 1950s in Romania. Mm, okay. All right. Then next, so you watch The Nun, you finish that up. If you're going to do a double that night or the next day, you got mm. Annabelle Creation next. Okay, so The Nun is the first one. That's why I kept thinking that was a prequel to it, but no, that is the first one. I guess you could call it a prequel. Yeah, but I I mean, I remember I I mean, we liked that, didn't we? I thought the nun visually Oh yeah, was yeah. really good. The whole I mean, I guess you could say it was a monastery or uh was uh the nunnery. Oh, what's uh-huh. the word for it? We <laughs> convent. We, convent. I was about to yeah. say I was like we went to school next to one for <laughs> 9 years. So it's like yeah. Yeah, the convent and the whole, you know, Romanian countryside, all that's, you know, got the vampire vibe but no vampires. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, so I, I I didn't know if the payoff was all that good, and it was a little bit predictable at the end. But anyway, start with the nun, then move on to Annabelle Creation. Mm-hmm. So this is the Demon Doll Arjun story. David F. Sandberg, I believe he did that Lights Out, that short that was really creepy, and then ultimately the Lights Out the full film. Yep. So that takes place three years after the nun. So 1952 is the nun. Annabelle Creation is 1955 in Southern California. Mm. Then from there, you move on to a film that I did not like that much and had high hopes for. You move from Annabelle Creation, which I thought was really scary, to Annabelle. Now that catches up with everyone's favorite cursed toy more than a decade after Annabelle Creation. That's in 1967, Annabelle. So it's got that uh, 60s vibe. Okay. Yeah. Then you move on to the first main event, The Conjuring. So you watch The Nun, Annabelle Creation, then Annabelle, and then you watch The Conjuring. First introduced audiences to married ghost hunters, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Takes place four years after Annabelle. That's in 1971. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, Joe, you have HBO Max. I do. So I was able to watch this next one, which comes next. So you watch, real quick, The Nun. Annabelle Creation, Annabelle, then The Conjuring, then you get to Annabelle Comes Home. That's a house mm, of horrors. That's right. Yeah. Thrill Ride primarily starring the Warrens' daughter, Judy, and takes place just one year after The Conjuring in 1972. Mm. Now, I lied to you, and not on purpose. <laughs> this is one that I forgot. Gasp. The next one, after Annabelle Comes Home, is The Curse of La Llorona. I don't recall that one at all. Yeah, so it was... Remember when we spoke to uh, Matthew Whedon and Andrew Meekham? Yeah. I think that their film is based off of that... I, I don't know if it's a monster, entity, whatever it is from... Mexico? Um, from uh, Mexico, yep. Mm. So The Curse of La Llorona, I know it wasn't reviewed that well. That was the most far removed from the Conjuring verse. That takes place in 1973. Did that one even hit theaters? It did. Real? What year? Uh, I have to look. I'll look at what? Yeah. What? So you follow me, camera guy? <laughs> <laughs> the Nun, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle the Conjuring, Annabelle Comes Home, then The Curse of La Llorona. So chronologically, that's in 1973. That came out in uh, 2019. 
Wow. Huh. So may- maybe just because 2020 felt like 10 years? Uh, maybe that's it. <laughs> I mean, it did 123 at the box office, so... Well, that's what did well. Who directed? Who, who uh, wrote and directed that one? Uh, director was uh, Michael Chavez, produced by, you know, James Wan, Gary Doberman, Emily Gladstone. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's starring... Oh, yeah! It's starring Linda Cardellini from, you know, Freaks and Geeks and Scooby-Doo's and... I have no idea who that is. Grandma's Boy, um... Oh. If you saw her, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know. Who's. Is she the love interest in Grandma's Boy? Yeah, that one. Oh, God, I still, no. Nope. Uh, oh, I mean, wait. But uh, she is the love interest in Grandma's Boy. I'm like, wait, she has different hair in Grandma's Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's blonde, right? Yeah. Because I know this is this is stupid. I actually always got her in that movie specifically confused with Maria Bello. Who's, okay. Who's actually local. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. All right, so I didn't put that together that that was part of that whole universe, but that's definitely mm-hmm. some one that I need to watch. Yes, so then you get to finally The Conjuring 2. That sends the Warrens across the pond to England and place takes place in 1977. So, just to recap, even though I've done it a bunch, you're going to start with The Nun, mm-hmm. then Annabelle Creation, mm-hmm. then Annabelle, then The Conjuring, mm-hmm. then Annabelle Comes Home, then the curse of La Llorona, The Conjuring Two, and then you. Here we go. The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. So that takes place. That picks up four years after The Conjuring Two, and that takes place in 1981. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm cute. Like so. And then thank real quick. Thank you to uh, Vinny Mancuso from Collider for that. Yeah. Because that's how I think they should be watched. And now that you've, now that you've experienced the world in quarantine, and even it's coming out of quarantine, maybe you see it in theaters, maybe you see it on HBO Max. Either way, I would totally watch them in that order. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those movies where if you have a sound bar, you're going to get your money's worth out of that totally. sound bar. Yep. Um, the the sounds, just the booms, like it really captures a like we did it with uh, Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah, exactly. We got, we got to feel it, the like, 7.1 or whatever the hell it is. Like where that, that sound comes into play. Um, Dolby Atmos. It, re- it really, really, really comes out. So, so, yeah. That's interesting. So that's the way. And then um, uh, Mr. Mancuso, Vinny, who wrote this article, also, thankfully, puts them in the order that they were released. So The Conjuring came out in 2013, Annabelle 2014. Conjuring 2, 2016, Annabelle Creation came out in 2017, The Nun, 2018, Curse of La Llorona, 2019, <laughs> Annabelle Co- Comes Home, that was 2019, and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, is coming out just, ooh, when's this, this comes out on Thursday, so, ooh, when, when is it released? Well, I guess I should have known that. I believe it is Friday, June 4th. So, <laughs> So it pretty much comes out tonight. Yeah, it's coming. Well, yeah, it's coming quick. Wow. So be ready. So be ready. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, this is going to be pretty interesting how this trial movie is going to work out because, all right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's just find some quick. So it's going to be based off of the trial of, is it Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, also known as the Devil Made Me Do It case. It's the first known court case in the United States in which the defense sought to prove innocence based upon defendant's claim of demonic possession and denial of personal responsibility for the crime due to 
demonic possession. Okay. So this took place, the actual event took place on November 24th, 1981 in Brookfield, Connecticut. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson was convicted of first degree manslaughter for the killing of his landlord, Alan Bono or Bono, however you want to pronounce it. So it's a, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting, I love that we've talked about it before. How it's like, we both like the, the courtroom style possession argument. Um, a lot of that comes from, uh, you know, exorcism of Emily Rose, which was a great overall movie. You, you and I talk about it a lot, how we disagree and we're always skeptical of each other on movies. When we saw The Exorcism of Emily Rose, we were both in unison like, yeah, okay, that's how it's done. Yeah. Especially at that time, I, you were definitely starting to get fatigued from the whole possession thing. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were beating it pretty good by then because what was it? There was that and then... Is the exorcism of Emily Rose the same? What's or it was no? It's the last exorcism. Is that what it's called? That's uh, that was Eli Roth's. Yeah, with the, um, with the preacher. Oh no! no. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Uh, the last exorcism. I watched it again, again because of HBO Max, and I I liked it a lot more this time. I had an appreciation for um, the young actress was very very good. I can't remember her name. But she creeped me out. Like she was pretty, pretty creepy. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. The possession was 2012. Yeah. That, was, that was the one with the Dibuk, or uh-huh. so that was well after. I'm trying to think. So there was the Devil Inside. There was the the two Exorcist prequels. Oh, man, hold on. The Devil Inside had one of the best trailers ever. Yeah, it did. <laughs> the trailer for The Devil Inside is so good. And then the movie itself, all the, you know, one of those things where it's like all the good parts are in the trailer. <laughs> right. They did that. Yeah. So that was a, a little disappointing. So here, here's the thing I'm going to bring up that one to uh, look that I knew there was something with it. I'm curious. Um, you know, obviously, because these are movies, they take the actual stories of Ed and Lorraine Warren and they, you know, embellish them a little bit. You know, sure. Str- Stretch the truth, even though like most most of their accounts and their record keepings, you know, say it's you know hundred percent true. And who am I to argue? I wasn't there. Um, right. But this one is a little different because there's actual you know an actual trial on record, and so the person you know this person Arn, Arnie or whatever he you know the way they put it is the way the trailer is making it look as if he gets off and you know and released like as if. You know, he's proven innocent. Oh, wow. Which, in reality, he, you know, spoiler alert, but you can look this up on your own. And this is what I'm thinking. It's probably not going to be a movie. I think in the movie, he ends up being free, unless they want to have that big disclaimer where it's just like, he serves five years for first-degree manslaughter. Hmm. Now, you know, manslaughter is the one where it's not intentional. So it's like, that's where it's like the demonic possession argument actually worked. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. If I'm not mistaken, I I think that Ed Warren, and I could be wrong, and, and feel free to hit us up at redriverhorror at gmail.com, I think that Ed is the only person that's not a priest, Ed Warren, that is recognized by the Catholic Church as someone that either can perform exorcisms or is... 
a demonologist. That- yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how they, they, I mean, he's definitely portrayed that way in the movie. I think that's referenced in two. Okay. But if I'm not mistaken, I, I think even though he's not a priest, he can perform exorcisms with the like with the hmm. actual guidance um guidance approval of the catholic church well if you type in ed warren and then rec it autofills completely to that question oh okay let's see so personal life ed and lorraine they were you know they are catholics yes um the warrens held demonic forces are likely to pass those who have those who lack faith which I guess seems to be the case in, well, not in all of them. Not in all, like, exorcism stories. Some of them, they're mm-hmm. very, very much, very much, uh, what you call it, faithful people. Sure. Like, the regular exorcist, they're not. Right. Um, let's go down here. Let's see. All right. So, he's recognized, so not so much as because... Um, the Vatican's been trying to uh, lay off the term exorcism for a long time. Sure. So they won't... Uh, <laughs> unsuccessfully, but sure. Uh, very unsuccessfully. <laughs> but that's something where it's just like, well, no, no, no. Because, I, you know, you know, years, you know, hundreds of years ago, it was way more common where it'd just be like, you know, kid acting out of control, a priest would come over and slap him around. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> things were... Things were a lot different. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. So Ed, he was he's a, he was uh, recognized as the only uh, lay expert on demonology. So yes. Okay. So their devout faith included inherent belief in supernatural. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So they gave him you know the okay as a lay person to be an expert. Okay. Which I mean, at that point, I mean, he was an older guy. Why not just go get you know get a go be a deacon right quick and. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it says they investigated over 10,000 cases. Yeah, I think that's that, a whole lot. That's all they did. I mean, if you can get involved in some kind of uh, consulting gig, you're going to make out pretty well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Demons or otherwise. But so. to be perfectly honest, though, uh, this is something, The Conjuring, what is that, Patrick Wilson? That's the actor? Yes. And Vera Farmiga, I, I love them too, as Ed and Lorraine Warren. I really do. You know, I mean, that's like the saving grace for like some of like the silliness that happens in like, because, you know, there's a lot of like kids in like acting in these movies mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that, you know, aren't higher payroll. It's like they definitely bring everything together and make the movie stronger. Yeah. You know, like you're, it, you're right about that. It, it makes me it makes me genuinely curious about the real Ed and Lorraine Warren by watching their portrayal of them. I can tell you this. Have you seen a picture of them? Yes, I, okay, I was about to say they look nothing alike. <laughs> well, that's Hollywood. <laughs> that's Hollywood, baby. That's but yeah, so real, real, real quick, did you want that order one more time? I'd love to have that order one All more right. time. <laughs> and again, I was going from uh, Vinny Mancuso. Thank you from Collider. Here's how to watch the Conjuring movies in order. You start with The Nun, which takes place in 1952. Annabelle Creation takes place in 55. Annabelle takes place in 67. The Conjuring, 71. Annabelle Comes Home, 72. The Curse of La Llorona, 73. The Conjuring 2, 77. And The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It is the latest, and it takes place in 1981. The <laughs> Devil Made Me Do It, and I'll do it again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's exciting. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Probably 
because I have that HBO Max subscription, I'll probably watch it on there. I was going to say, <laughs> should we should we watch it on HBO Max or do we go to the theater? So here's the thing. There's that big, <laughs> that one over there with the sound bar. So it's like I kind of have a theater in here. Yeah. So I can use it while it lasts. All right. That's um, true. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, the, the good thing about mine, so my I have a 4K UHD TV right. um, that my wife allowed during uh, quarantine because <laughs> our old one broke. But hey, now, it was a good investment. You know? it, it, it was. Now you it's a little it. bit, it's, it's not, what is that, a 70 inch? Something like that. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> so it's a little bit smaller, but um, watching the 4K UHD with the Dolby Atmos on the sound bar that's under it has been spectacular. So I... I would normally go to the theater to see The Conjuring, uh, to see a movie like this, but I think I also might do it at home. Just because it's readily available. Yeah. Which is okay. I mean, you know, I'm still I'm still impressed Lil, Lil E made it through the entire, you know, King Kong Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Slept through the whole thing with that sound bar going. So. Yes, he did. <laughs> that was rumbling. That means that you'd be able to watch this in peace as long as he passes out. Yep. <laughs> but you know, you'll be fine. You'll be good. Oh man. So let me straight question. If I was to ask you what your favorite one out of this whole thing was, you would say the conjuring the first one. Very, very close. Uh it it is probably the highest quality. Yes. Of all of them. Okay. So uh what scared me the most yeah. is what I'll go with, and that's Annabelle Creation. Okay. There were some really freaky freaking moments. In that movie, that uh, it, obviously I saw that as an adult. I think it came out in 2017. It actually might be on riverhard.com. You can go back and I, that might be my it, favorite. It is. I think it is on there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting because I can't believe that the the first one came out in 2013. Right? Like it feels like it's been more than 10 years, but they really, you know, it's after that first one they did all, all those really, really quick. Mm-hmm. And maybe it feels like it's longer ago because they all had different titles and. All sorts of different stuff going on. So, what about you? Favorite one that you've seen? Because I know I haven't seen The Curse of La Llorona, so I haven't. But I mean, I'm going to. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, just off the top of my head, I immediately go with the first one, just because I remember that one giving me some good scares, some good like there was some good horror right around there in those early 2010s. Absolutely, you know. And I'm just like, yeah. I was like, The Conjuring and Insidious were just two where I was just like, these rock. Yeah, Insidious was an, another James Wan. That was that was huge. Yeah, I uh, my wife charges that in The Conjuring, that's the most well made modern exorcism scene she's ever she's ever uh, experienced in the last like twenty years. Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue with that. Yeah, can't argue with that. So I mean, whew. but I I love this overall, uh, barring if. Curse of La Llorona is good or not. I, I love all of these movies except for Annabelle, the first one. I didn't think that that was that good. But I truly think that you can't go wrong. This has been a really well done universe. Yeah, absolutely. They definitely know what they're doing and they're doing it well. And I think that this one having more time between this and The Conjuring 2 will definitely pay off. Yep. You know, it's not rushed. And when we've talked about other series that do that in succession, you know, that's where like the quality really starts to trail off because they're, you know, writing ahead <laughs> right. of where the other one's going to be. So, you know, you take that in stride and, you know, you get what you get. But I feel like this is going to be a good get. 
The devil made me do it, Joe. The devil made me do it. And you know what? Hey, so that's another, it's a Thursday shorty, but we are coming close up on our one year. So again, you know, shoot your suggestions over to redriverheart at gmail.com. Of course, you can find me at Red River Joe on the Twitter. Um, I'm Eddie Cayazzo. Check out the site, redriverhorror.com. We got a lot of content coming, I promise. Yes. Well, we're just, you know, we're getting in the scheme of things. We we say it all the time, but it's, it's really going to happen just as soon as, you know, life calms down for a second. Sure. But hey, that's the way it goes. And most people who listen are willing to help out any way they can, which is great because that's why we like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, hey, that's all I got for you. Hopefully you get out there. Let us know if you like The Conjuring 3. Let me know if you like The Quiet Place Part 2. I'm going to be reaching out again about that to see if someone can tell me, hey, you should probably just watch it, just watch it. But, you know, until then, keep traveling those channels of fear.